Don't let profits drive out of your service bay. Growing your service base is key for business. And partnering with the number one most trusted third-party automotive brand has its benefits. With 18 million unique visitors per month on KBB.com, a partnership with Kelly Blue Book Service Advisor means big-time visibility for your service center. As a featured service provider, you'll bring more consumers in for scheduled service appointments and in turn discover the maximized service revenue for your dealership. Hello and welcome to an NIADA convention edition of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing, and joining me today is Stan Deek, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Super Dispatch. Stan, great to see you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, um, fellow uh, Atlanta Braves fan here, and you know, uh, you live in Atlanta. You work for a company that's, that's based in Kansas City at Super Dispatch. But as we as we gather here with all these independent dealers, what are uh, what are some of the areas that Super Dispatch focuses on when it comes to independent dealers? Sure, I think you know d- dealers have the same challenges and the same goals as, as I think everybody across the automotive industry. They they have inventory that they need to get to their lot so it can be sold and and they want it to happen as quickly as possible. They need to have the transparency to know where it is all the way along the the, the delivery process and they want to get it sold as quickly as possible. And so I think the the role we fill is trying to make sure that everybody involved in that in that shipping process from the from the shippers to the carriers and if there's a broker involved, whoever it is, that they have the tools and the technology in place just to to make it a very simple process. You know, our slogan is move cars faster. So we want to help cars get moved faster. And we really just want to make sure that, you know, the the, the dealers, the independent dealers that are here can if they're going to take advantage of auto transport as part of their process, have tools available to make that job easy. So what are, like within transporting cars, I mean, you guys, you said the, the, your slogan, moving, moving cars faster. What are, besides just the speed at which you can move cars, what are some of the specific challenges dealers are facing when it comes to literally moving cars from point A to point B? One is there's, finding carriers is always hard, yeah. right? Finding, you know, no matter who you talk to, Finding carriers hard, and then when you find carriers, finding reputable carriers is, is even a, a you know a subset of that. So I think one of the things we try to say is you know we're we're really a software provider, right? Yeah. So we have a you know a shipper TMS and a carrier TMS and a load board and a mobile app for drivers, right? But I think one of the things we do a great job of is is creating trust between the shippers and the carriers, right? We have a, a, a compliance team that makes sure that anybody if you're working with a carrier on our platform and they're gonna pull the load from the load board, that that independent dealer who's got a million different things that they need to do knows that there's been some verification level of that carrier. And that carrier has got the right amount of insurance and they've got their W-9 and you know all the things you need to be to move something off our load board. So I think we're, we're creating some efficiencies and some trust there. And we're also, for the carrier side, just for, the, for their benefit, they wanna make sure that they're gonna get paid. So we're doing the same level of compliance on the shippers as well. And uh, we've released some technology around SuperPay and stuff just to, to even speed that part of the process up, which I know you guys have recently covered as well. Well, um, I was just telling you, mentioned you guys are a software provider within the space. I was just talking with, you know, a couple of, a couple of folks within the transport space about just how how many, pardon the pun, how many moving pieces there are. What would how would you describe the 
transportation and logistics ecosystems? Like who are who are the different types of players? Because it's, it's more than just a truck moves a car. Right. There's so many different types of players. How would you organize that flow chart oh if possible? <laughs> well, I think there's a I think there's a simple version and I think there's a longer version. I think the simple version is is you know a, there's a, a shipper and that shipper could be you know anybody who's a, a whether it's a dealer or it could be a wholesale auction, a, a physical auction, a, whoever that might be, right? Then you've got brokers. So those mm-hmm. are people. I always describe it to my friends as there are people who have to have cars moved as part of doing business, right? Right. And then you've got carriers, and they make their money and they make their business moving cars, right? So I think at the, at the simplest level, you've got that. But I mean, if you could break it all the way down to is it drive away? Is it long distance? Is it, you know, there's the different types of carriers from owner operator. There's different types of shippers that we just talked about. I mean, we can, gosh, we could go all the way into who's taking the car from the auction to the recovery. Uh, I'm sorry, to the reconditioning facility mm-hmm. or a recovery facility. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a bunch of different components. I think we get the, the ability from our perspective to see how, you know, many different carriers move vehicles and, and the needs of many different shippers, depending on, the type of move, where the vehicle's being bought from or where it needs to get to. So a lot of moving parts yeah. to, take, to, to answer, I mean, to say your phrase back to you. Yeah, yeah. Super dispatches customers largely would be the carriers or the shippers or both? So the evolution of the business was we started as a mobile app for carriers or for mm-hmm. driver. And from that came the carrier PMS. So the carrier could dispatch out, have a workflow management tool, if you think of it that way. And then we built the shipper TMS. So there's a, you know, the shipper TMS and the carrier TMS are nearly mirror images of each other. And then there's a load board that ties it all together. So, so our customers are shippers and carriers. And we have a longer legacy on the carrier side, but the, the, the shipper side is growing very rapidly. Gotcha. Well, uh, to shift gears a little bit, tell me a little bit about the lucky load promotion you guys yeah. are doing right now and, and, and how does that work? Yeah, that was something that I, I just sort of jokingly said to Beck. I said, we should just put an Easter egg out on the load board once a month and just surprise and delight carriers and just see what happens. Like, he loved the idea. And so we posted the first one last month. I think if you watch the video, it's pretty comical because our director of customer success didn't know that we were doing and <laughs> we recorded and we caught her by surprise. And then, but it's really, you know, the, the intent is one, to reward the people who make it all happen, right? We could. There could be as many shippers out there in the world, but if cars aren't getting moved, if there aren't people putting them on trucks and driving overnight and you know doing jungle gyms and terrible weather, then it'd be a really difficult job for everybody to sell cars. So we wanted to reward the carriers. We also selfishly, I mean, we wanted to drive some attention to the load board and make everybody aware that we had our own load board. But I think the other piece is just fun. Yeah. Like, let's just do something fun. It's fun for us to get the call to, the carrier and tell them that they that they won and so we're doing it once a month it's a surprise and delight it's we pick one load at random uh, once a month as long as it's under a thousand dollars because we do have to have a little bit of a budget but it's just something fun to get to talk about and surprise and delight you know people who work hard and especially i mean if they're not like it's not like they're entering plan or, or even at trying or expecting to win no it's just a, it's just a serendipitous fun thing literally random drawing from the from a load that got moved off the load board yeah and then we're gonna have uh, we're gonna try to make it fun we're gonna let different people from super dispatch every month get to make the calls so 
So, you know, we wanted to be fun for our employees too. So, Stan, I know that Super Dispatch is doing a, a promotion with, with dealers right now at, at, at this conference. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what it entails? Yeah, so we just want to make sure that any dealer who wants to try Super Dispatch, that they can come and try it and, and test it out and not feel the expense or at least have switching costs early on. So we're running a promotion right now for any dealer who emails just sales at superdispatch.com subject line just put na or n-i-a-d-a and uh and then they'll get the next two months for free so it'll be free for the for the rest of the summer until august 31st well, what, what are what are some of the things that you're you know as you kind of walk around the convention here what are some of the things you're learning and, and picking up from from the dealers and from you know just different presentations you know, I always think that these are these events are great, just educational opportunities mm-hmm. for anybody to learn and learn more about their customers, right? Many, many moons ago, sold cars, but I've never owned a dealership, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've never had to live in the shoes of a dealer and know all the different challenges that they have. And even today, you know, dealers are a subset of our customer base, and so I think it's just great, just in general, just to immerse yourself and all the different sessions and just the session titles alone tell you a lot about what they care about. Yeah. Right. You, 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 if you can pull away one or two nuggets from each session, we were just in a, in a session earlier around certified pre-owned vehicles. There's a compliance session tomorrow that I'm going to go to that, you know, as exciting as compliance is when you're talking about moving, you know, you get seven or nine cars on a trailer, you might be talking about quarter to a half a million dollars worth of inventory. Yeah. Right. Compliance and insurance becomes a really big critical issue. So, so you know, it's it's interesting to hear those things. There's other stuff I haven't learned about yet that I want to learn about around financing and things that I'm going to go attend a few sessions there as well. To go into a little bit about your your background, how did you get the Super Dispatch, and, and what was yeah. your background before uh, joining the company? So I have a, a background in just early stage technology, early mm-hmm. stage SaaS. I've got the I've had the good fortune to spend two big chunks of my career to what I thought were very fundamentally important or pivotal industries at the time. One was early 2000s, you know, 2001, 2002, I joined a company called Silverpop, which was one of the first, I would call it true digital marketing SaaS companies. Um, we did email marketing and marketing automation and eventually got sold to IBM and came part of the IBM marketing cloud. And I cut my teeth there in SaaS, started as an inside sales guy, left as an RDP managing gosh, thousands of brands and tens and tens of millions of dollars in business. And then I think in early, early 2013, then in a, another very early stage technology company called Experience, which ended up getting bought by Cox, but mm. we were mobile technology in the live entertainment space. And it was, it, that was really interesting there to learn how to build a technology on somebody else's platform. We developed a mobile front end that sat on top of Ticketmaster and sat on top of tickets.com and some similarities here between there being you know, a primary or an OEM, ticketing world, it's secondary, and here it's remarketing. So some neat similarities between the industries, but that was very much a sort of a zero to one building an industry, building something new and different. So if you've ever bought an upgraded ticket from your mobile device at a sporting event, that was, we, we pioneered that, so that was fun. I came here, you know, that was sort of early career. I came here, uh, I, a recruiter that I knew, Super Dispatch was looking for somebody to come in, and what I would say is, is just, take ownership of the go-to-market motion for the business of sales, marketing, customer success, revenue operations. Those are all the passions of mine. And a recruiter that I knew really, really well, a company called IAR Consulting, who they do a great job, had reached out to me. At first when I said, ah, you know, I'm not looking. 
And then they called me back three weeks later and I said, I can't stop thinking about it. Mm. And so I ended up having a, you know, a dating and courtship experience with the company and started Labor Day last year. So probably more information than you need to know, but that's, I've been here almost a year. It'll be a year Labor Day. So within the year that you've been working in the auto industry, what are, what are some things that you've learned and noticed about automotive and maybe how it's similar and different than other yeah. areas? Well, when I sold cars, it was CarMax when their very first okay. year they were open when you had to tell everybody it was still, you know, owned by Circuit City, yeah. which was hilarious. <laughs> but so, and then I've got, you know, I was lucky enough to have a, a little bit of a front row view from a company called Clutch that when we were with the Experience, we were sister companies. Okay. We shared office space gotcha. with them. Oh, and the, was, it, was that the a car the sharing inc- incubator yeah. place? In the yeah. Arena? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's where we were. So, so I thought, funny enough, I thought like I would be able to come in and have experience mm-hmm. in the automotive space. Man, I was so wrong. <laughs> there is so much technical depth, not just the our space, but the entire automotive industry. Yeah. Just the the the... One, I think the, the volume of transactions that happen is far exceed what I would have thought. The really unique technical problems and challenges that come up exceeds what I thought. And, and to me, it's fun. Like, I think the one thing that I just, I just really like love learning, I'm sort of a nerd, so <laughs> I like just understanding just everybody's problems and challenges, which is why these kind of shows are fun. I encourage everybody to come to them. But yeah, I think more than anything, just the depth, just the, just the depth and the variety of challenges. And then the really innovative technology solutions that you see get built to come meet those challenges, yeah. right? There's a, there's a vendor here for every, every niche of somebody's you know, problem or challenge, and it's just cool to come see. Yeah, well, to, to your point, the first few months really that I, that I was in the auto industry, covering the auto industry, I mean, it's like finding a whole new world that you didn't know existed. I mean, all these, it's, it's yeah. 40 million cars are sold retail and, and used cars, and then 20 million are sold wholesale. And all these companies that are B2B that, you know, the, you know if I was trying to explain to my mom or my dad, like, why, what, what, did, what did these companies do? It, it would be, you know, it'd be like speaking Greek to them. They just wouldn't understand that these are billion dollar companies that are, that you know we, the average Joe doesn't know about, but and and you know another another thing we we talked about offline is just some of the similar. You you worked in in uh, live events uh, or the the events, but live entertainment space, and you know just talking about a lot, a lot of similarities between the sports world where I came from and the uh, automotive. I mean, you're you're covering events essentially and covering mm-hmm. you know live action and. A lot of uh, a lot of similarities between those industries, but it, it is it's just it's so in depth and so many moving parts to it's a huge ecosystem. Well, I think if you if you look at it just at the if you strip away the product being sold and you say oh, it's not a ticket or it's not a car or a truck or whatever, it's it's a it's a really unique inventory control problem, right? Because typically there's one of everything. Mm-hmm. It's very time sensitive. It's very regionally specific. Price points differ greatly. So I think just if you look at it just from the types, the, those, those sort of categories, there's, there's a lot of similarities. And then when you talk about you know, primary and secondary on the ticketing side, OEM versus remarketing on the, on the, on the vehicle side, the involvement of brokers and stuff. It's just, I just think it's just a fascinating uh, similarity between the two, but it's, it's really just both super complex inventory control challenges where pricing is super critical because time is of the essence on yeah. both sides. Before I let you go here, Stan, you know, I mentioned at the outset, you're a fellow Atlanta Braves fan. So 
tell me what has been your favorite memory as, as an Atlanta Braves fan over the years. Oh, man, I've got a lot. I, I think probably just recently when the Braves won the World Series, we went to the, you know, we went to the parade and, I, you know, my wife and kids and I got to go. And, oh, that's great. And so that was fun. You know, I have two teenage daughters and, you know, time is flying. Yeah. <laughs> they were getting really old really quick and it was just fun to get to go with them and, uh, you know, we've done little things when they were younger, go run the bases, we've been to a bunch of games, we've done Mother's Day, we just went with my sister and brother-in-law. I think just uh, just in generally, man, I think probably probably taking them to the World Series parade, I think was probably the best. Oh, that's got to be. I mean, then, yeah. that's, I mean I'm sure if, if, uh, if someone asks them that same question, they'll, they'll say that. that that's such a, I mean, to have that kind of memory with your dad, yeah. you know, with, with their dad, and, uh, you know, to be able to, to see their, their favorite baseball team win the World Series. Well, I, I know... Um, what I what I loved about last year's uh, World Series champ was just that the fact you had some of the the local guys and some of the people that had been on the team forever and just oh, yeah. not that the not that the Braves have really struggled the last thirty years but you know it, it wasn't the nineties anymore and and the fact that they were able to come back last year and and just. Uh, just reclaim some of the glory from the, the 90s was, was pretty special to watch. We're looking pretty good this year. Yeah. You know, we got we have two pitchers that are out right now between Wright and Freed, and I think hopefully they're going to come back midseason. It'll be like getting two free agents. Yeah, right? exactly. So, you know, if the bats hold up, I think we got a good shot. We got we're hitting the ball well right now, at least. Well, I hope so. We'll see it. We'll see what happens here in the, the second half of the season. But thank you so much for joining the show today, and we'll leave it there. But uh, but always good to talk to you, Stan. And thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Joe. It's always appreciate you uh, letting us be part of the show. Absolutely. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Stay tuned for more from NIADA 2023. Don't let profits drive out of your service bay. Growing your service base is key for business. And partnering with the number one most trusted third-party automotive brand has its benefits. With 18 million unique visitors per month on KBB.com, a partnership with Kelly Blue Book Service Advisor means big-time visibility for your service center. As a featured service provider, you'll bring more consumers in for scheduled service appointments and in turn discover the maximized service revenue for your dealership.